Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome. My name is Sharon Smith, and this is Iambic Poetry Podcast. And I got today, uh, not only is she a poet, but she's a life coach. She is also a retired recreation supervisor who has an English degree and has several, several of her poems put into several journals and even has in gone into Rinky and emotional processing. I mean, this is, she's a pure dream. She's, she's also even done SPC. So I like to give you Sharon Mahaney. <laughs> Hi, Sharon. Well, thank you, Sharon. <laughs> and, and I have something really funny to tell you right now. Hmm. I should have told you while we weren't recording, but that's no okay. That's fine. Tell me. So as an adult, I found out that my father had been adopted. Oh. And his natural father's last name was Smith. Oh. So if he hadn't changed his name, I, I would be Sharon Smith. Smith. Oh, like there you Charles go. Smith is like, we kind of share a name. <laughs> there you go. We were sharing a likeness there. Ah. Yeah. I, I just. I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> that is pretty cool. But yeah. thank you for coming on the show. I know we I know we've we've met in the um in the community a couple of times. We we've intermingled and stuff, but hearing you hearing you at the um the SAC um storytellers guild, it brought back like, oh, I remember, I remember sharing that very, very well. And just talking to you and having a discussion with you um, after it's over, that just made me want to, want to be more in depth and get you in onto the show because I, I think you're pretty interesting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. And, and that was, I think, the second time I had done this Storytellers Guild. Okay. The first time was many years ago. I think it was over at Luna's. Mm. Somebody else operated the program. And I got to participate. And it's so fascinating listening to all their stories. And they are really good um, physical presenters, mm-hmm. which is something that is new to me that I'm I'm learning how to do better. So, really? So, yeah, very cool. So, so what about, what is it about presentation that kind of, that you kind of feel shaken upon that you've not fully grasped? Yet? But I've been written word poet for many years now. And having to get up and say my poems in front of people is terrifying. Really? <laughs> it, yeah. So I'm doing it to push myself to grow and to learn. And that way I can share my poems with more people too. So that's something that I'm working on. And um, I'm finding that the more I do it and I find that they're well received, then it's kind of like, okay, I can do that again. Ah, that's a good reason to be. So. You used to be a recreational supervisor, recreation supervisor. Tell me, and now you're retired. Tell me how that was like. <laughs> <laughs> so I worked for the city of Rockland. I got in when I was young. Okay. And I was a, um, a rec supervisor with aquatics. That was my, my foremost favorite thing that I did, but I really did all kinds of things. So I was there for at least 27 years full time. And I ran the aquatics program. I did the senior center, recreational programs, the before and after school programs, put on parades and festivals and all kinds of things. It was, it was just very interesting. It would change all the time, the dynamics of it. And it was 
about the community and quality of life. And those things are what I pursue with poetry and with my work now as a life coach, um, bringing people into community and quality of life. That's very interesting. But but it's funny because you have an English degree <laughs> and you do poetry or or were you do, you were still doing poetry even when you were when you were working as a recreational supervisor, right? No. Oh, okay. I really um I got my degree and I was going to be a high school school teacher. Okay. But the program was impacted back in the 1980s. So I kind of took a lapse from that and got into the recreation and I kept getting job offers, promotions. And so, you know, I kept every division. I'd have to say, okay, am I going to take this job opportunity or should I go back to school and, and finish getting my credential? And it was, it just flowed easier for me to go into recreation. So now that I retired due to the economics of that whole thing, um, it's like, okay, do I want to be a school teacher again or do I want to do something else? So this is my time for exploration. And it's been just amazing. I've uh, always been very spiritual. So that's why I kind of tested the waters uh, with spiritual healing, the Reiki, and poetry. Poetry can bring you to your spiritual core. It's a quiet place within yourself, and then you share that with others. Uh, so it, it all kind of goes together for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Explain to me, um, because I've seen I've seen several versions of Reiki and some certain certain angles and certain people's occasions. Explain to me Reiki to, or that you practice. Okay. Okay. So um, I learned Usui Reiki. There's a, just a couple kinds. Right. And now I've learned Holy Fire Reiki. Um, so it's just about where the source of the energy comes from and the tradition that flows through it. So it's about getting universal energy, flowing it through your body, and then um, like hovering hands over somebody else uh, to be able to project the energy to their body that they need for their own healing. And the philosophy that I take is that we each have our own healing systems within our own body. And you just have to learn how to do it. Um, and be open to allowing it to happen. Um, there's a complex system, I believe, between our <laughs> emotions and our bodies and our mental state, and they're all intertwined. And that's what got us sick, let's say, in the first place. And so it's like running it backwards to be able to release it and put it back out there. Oh, okay. And when you just said that, I was, I was thinking of all, all televangelists have always talked about the holy hands. Lay your holy hands down on this person. So it's like, yeah. Okay. So there is something <laughs> to that. And yeah. we're made of electromagnetic energy. Yes, we are. And so that's why the first thing you do when you hurt yourself is you put your hand on it. Right? If something, you get a bee sting, if you right. get a burn, if you get a cut instinctively we put our hands on our owie (laughs) and yeah and so that is our way of starting the healing Hmm. 
That's a interesting way of looking at it. I never, I never, I just thought of it. We just dragged ourselves because we didn't, we're either trying to kill the bird because it's still on us, or we're just trying to say, ah, that hurt, and then show our moms, like, look, look what they did to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, when, so being that you um, um, do Reiki and also uh, my coach, basically, it's, it seems you're going into a spiritual direction with a lot. With how is how do you incorporate the spirituality of of Reiki with your poetry, with also doing your poetry? Is it all is it always encumbersome, or they've kind of a, a mutual mutually exclusive? I think that both um, sitting with the poetry and working the process with the words and moving through it is very similar to working with the Reiki moving the energy through the body. And um, I found that there's so many um, similarities to the processes such as, and I do dowsing too, which is um, where you would use like a pendulum and be able to work the energy um, with the land or with the body. It's getting to know the truth through the energies. So The first thing involved in all of these practices is your intention. It's your Mm -hmm. thoughts. And with dowsing, it's really not about the tool, the pendulum, the rod, whatever. It is about your mind. So it's about mind training. And the more we can get the negativity and the doubts and all the garbage out of our minds, then we've cleared it so there's more room for the beauty and the things that give us pleasure and moving the words around to make them, you know, fun and interesting and exciting for other people to hear our words. So um, the intention comes first. And then you manipulate it, you think about it, you, you, you move it around. Um, all healing and energy moves. Right? Because, yes, most definitely. Mm-hmm. That's the um, way to look at it. I, I did notice that you on uh, on the February edition of the Dowsers, uh, 2015. You had a poem in there that uh, was called "The Becoming," and I did I did enjoy the reframe of light becoming us in all your in all the beginning of all your stanzas. Um, what got you? What got? Can you explain that? Um, I mean, you might, might, I know it might be a little, you know, back in the day. So, but was that a start of you getting back into the poetry aspect? That that poem is about what it feels like to me to do Reiki. That light, you, because you, the light comes through you, it comes to you, it comes through you, it moves, and it starts out slow and I don't know how to say it, like monotone. And then it, it, brings more chords in and it builds and it gets bigger and you incorporate more energy and more people and the healing gets stronger. And it's um, just really a representation of what it feels like to do Reiki, Ooh. honestly, and, and to build it and to use it with community. Um, like it starts out alone and then you bring other people and then you spread it to the world. Yeah, that's why I say when you read that poem, you read it three times. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. And then your body starts vibrating because it is so cool. Ooh. Yeah, it connects re- you. Now I got to read it again just to get the vibration. 
Um, I see that you, as, as much as you um, have um, written a lot of them um, and a lot of journals and stuff, uh, I also see that you also won uh, the Pegasus Award from the California Federation of Chaparral Poets for a shape poem. I was so honored with that this last year. Yes. Oh, okay. So that poem, again, came to me with an intention to write about using emotional trauma and healing it. And I wrote the words and pulled it into a physically sewing up, like stitching the body. Yes. <laughs> um, once you take that wound out and, um, and it worked and I massaged it and I ended up carving a heart in the middle of the poem. <laughs> and, oh, okay. um, and it was, it was really fun. I, um, Let's see if I, I have a picture of it for you. I don't, they're only hearing us, right? They don't see us. They are, they're only yeah. But um, do I have it here? I thought I did. Let's see. Anyway, it was, it was just fascinating. It was originally going to be a wound, just like a blob in the middle. And then the more I pulled it out, I'm like, hey, I think it needs to be a heart. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little more significant than a wound. Um, and, and I see the poem was called We Only Darn the Large Holes. Yes. Okay. Oh, maybe I don't have it here. I, sorry. It's fine. I've got it somewhere. <laughs> but but I see but with that in mind, um I've seen that you've also done all you done um po you've done a lot of um other places, poet um um Alliance, you've done a po you done a little poetry in there. You've also done um you also done infra infractions, uh where you basically write poems for pictures like you did for um be uh, okay. Well there it is. There it yeah. is. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. And nice. um what's interesting with this poem as well as some of my others is after I wrote it. And then I saw a crop circle <laughs> I remember that. that had the same configuration in the crop circle. I remember that. We're, we'll talk. I'll, I'll talk about that after this. Uh, okay. So uh, the so be ripening. So you wrote a poem um, called from on the fraction of uh, a rosebud. Yes. So so the so the thought the first part of the rosebud was or the first um in um point was from Robert Burns and yes. you put that up first and then you start writing. So what was it about? What what was it about? The, was it the image that first or was it more Robert Burns's little snippet that got you started um, writing the poem out? So, so that was a series of poems that I wrote that were ekphrastic. Okay, yeah. So I wrote that one actually about a photograph right. that was a photograph of a rose from Christopher um, Kildow Moon, yeah. and he had a website, and I, I was invited to do this project. So I I looked at the rose, and it had like a dewdrop on it, and it was just gorgeous. So I wanted to write about it. So I started writing this poem. I'm like, how do I start? And then I thought of Robert Burns's poem, and I thought, well, I have to write put his quote first, and then that will start the flow. And so that's what I did. So I quoted him and then the rest of it just came very quickly and it just flowed and it felt really nice. And then I, and then I fiddled with a couple of the words because I didn't want it to be too simple. 
And at the end of it, I think I used the word atar. And it's not a word that we typically use, but I think that made the poem special. And it also brought it back to antiquity because the rose has been around forever. And so that is like the juice of the rose coming out. Right. You put a, a antar of love and to um, a newt, a n o i n t, a note, a noit. Is that a noit? I'd have to read it again. Anoint? A n o i n t s. Oh, anoint. Anoint, yeah. Anoint. Yeah, anoint. It's a yes. relig religious word, like when they would anoint right. you with the holy water. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I saw, yeah, like I, uh, and the Robert Burns um, quote was, My love is like a red, red rose. Mm -hmm. Very, that's, that's a good starter. <laughs> I know. I think of that quote often. It's, it, it brings me to love and romance and nature um, with its um, pure beauty. Yeah, it's lovely. So, so, is, so like you said before, is, is most of your, you would, I would assume most of your writing would be about nature, but it's not. It's mostly about, it's a lot of it's spiritual, a lot of it's um, combined with um, uh, situations like, you know, like, like your um, lady, like the lady poem and stuff. It's like you have other stuff that's not just all about nature. That's what I'm trying to say. So, uh, so, so, so the, the way I developed my poems is I first started taking classes with Joyce Odom over oh, okay. at the um, Heart Center. Okay. And I did a lot of nature poems for, for a few years. Um, and that was just to build my sense of voice. And then after that, I did other poems. So I, I am an experimenter. <laughs> That's why I do the shaped ones. I, I test out some forms. I've just did a, a series of, um, what was it called? Um, drawing blank. Hmm. Fibonacci poems. Oh, okay. Oh, Fibonacci. Yes, nice. I like those. Those they're are very long in the middle. Yes. Did you so um? Did you go from the? How far did you go down to? What number did you go? Um, how many number? Um, because it's always like one, five, seven. Which, which? How far did you go down to? Thirteen words or what? You can do it by syllables or by words. Mm -hmm. So I was with a small group and we did it by words. Okay. And um, it ended up, my longest one, I think is 87 lines. Ooh, nice. Nice. Yeah, and she had us put it into a book. Here, let me show you. They can't see it, but. <laughs> no, they can't see. <laughs> it's really interesting. This is the book. <laughs> That's funny. So, nice. So you open it up and you pull the pages out. And where'd it go? And then you extend them because Ooh. they're fat and wide. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you did one from, from one down and then back to one again. Nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah they, um, and some of their twos on, on a page. So there are, I think, six or seven of us that did this group. And of course, I still did some shaped poems. Uh -huh. So this one looks like a jet. Okay. There you go. <laughs> nice. And, uh, I, I played with it. Um, but it was very fun, very creative. There's no boundaries, right? Except for the number of words. Mm -hmm. And so you really had to pull out words and fine tune what you were doing. Kind of like haiku does that for yes. you. 
Uh, I, I have a Fibonacci Friday that I do every every Friday. So oh wow! Yeah, so every Friday by before noon, I'll have a Fibonacci poem made out, and that always comes up. So every Fibonacci. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll have so, to find out more about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my first thought off in poetry uh, was a lot of the short poems like haikus and a lot of five lines, some stuff that was just very point, you know, very point driven. Right. Whereas whereas the some of the people I hang out with, they they're really they really like doing the whole journalistic version of poetry where they like to give everything they can from thoughts and processes on the page and they don't care how long the page is. That's their poem, which I'm kind of, oh. I kind of want to get to the point of the matter and get to the meat of the, yeah. the heart of the poem. So, yeah. Yeah. I found that if I want to publish them in journals, it's best to have them 32 lines or less oh, okay. in order for them to fit a page. Otherwise then later you decide it'll go in a journal and you have to kind of start cutting it apart and cropping it. And that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a rose. You gotta, you gotta cut off the thorns and stuff just to get it, just to get just right <laughs> exactly so sometimes just do it do it you know do your editing at the beginning and then you don't have to touch it later i find that to be a healthier process <laughs> so speaking of editor you've been you've been an editor for uh how many um journals have you edited for well i did not edit um poetry journals okay i edited a um my dowsing clubs magazine okay so i edited that for four or five years. Nice. And um, I, we had a team at some point and kind of did a lot of it by myself. And I'm kind of working my way out of that. But essentially it was a quarterly journal and it was about 72 pages, um, little booklet and would have photographs and graphics and articles by the membership. And, you know, we look, would look out for all kinds of information of a metaphysical nature Right. Um, water dowsing, anything that kind of related to that, the interest of the club. And it was quite, quite a job. <laughs> so um, the American dowsers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's um, the American society of dowsers is yes. the organization and yes. they still meet their um, organization is host housed, I guess in Vermont, uh, but they are national pretty much uh, representation and they have a lot of California people and I love their, their history. They keep their books and they have them online. So anybody that's researching anything in that aspect, they can um, look that information up. I, I wrote an article for the magazine a couple years ago before COVID uh, when a, there are four of us, we went to Kings County and we taught uh, 250, 300, maybe children, third graders, how to search for water using L rods. Oh, so okay. There was a fair and they would come to our booth and we would um, take a little stride and hold up the L rods and we showed them how to find water. It was amazing. It was so fun. I know one little boy. It was so funny. He had his L rods and, and he's like, I don't understand. I keep going to the, under my, my friend's chair. And I'm like, what, why are you going under your friend's chair? Well, his friend had a water bottle right there <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, with your mind and your intention. You need to say, Hey, I'm going to find underwater water, underground <laughs> water. 
But yeah, he kept going to the water bottle. <laughs> hey, the water's snow. I was like, but, oh, there it is. <laughs> well, you know, it's working. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as I understand, my colleagues went this year, it was a couple of weeks ago on St. Patty's Day. Oh, nice. And they, they were able to go again and, and work with the kids this year. So hopefully I'll be doing that again next year. It was a lot of fun. Oh. So, so, so you're from Placer County. I am. Yeah. So have, have you, have you worked with any of the um, uh, poets or performers in Placer County a lot, or, or are you mostly always working like um, Samuel King and stuff? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, Sacramento, yeah. Sacramento had yeah. the offerings of the classes, so I would go there, and then I wanted to get published in a journal, and a Song of the San Joaquin um, offered, you know, here you can try for their quarterly journal, and so I was able to get in. I've actually been in there quite a bit. I love their mm-hmm. magazine, and I love the other writers, so it's like, oh, I want to be published in some books where I really enjoy the other writers. I found out <laughs> that if you get your work accepted, they'll give you a contributor's copy. So that's how I would get my copy so I could read the other writers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I've partaken in the Lincoln poets. So Lincoln is the city on the other side of me. And they they have a nice grouping of poets and they do uh, readings a couple times a month, I think. And um, so they're also in Placer County. Oh, yeah. But, um, I'm in yeah. I'm in Grass Valley. Oh, okay. No, I, I know I know the I know the lay, lay. I mean I've also saw that you were in the voice they were in the voices here. In, um, yes, Classic and I'm in, really thrilled to be in what was Sacramento Voices and now he's calling it Voices. Yes. Um yes. yeah, so I think then two or three of them. And I really love that he chose my poem last time to be the very first one. I'm nice. so honored. So <laughs> when you open it up, you get to go to um, one of my crop circle poems. <laughs> yeah. Now there we go. That's good. So with crop circle poems. So, um, let me um, tell me about what got you interested in doing crop circles and writing poems about them. So honestly, they came to me. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> right. So that's the serendipity of the whole thing. So I had a friend that I met him at one of these metaphysical conferences, and he says, "Oh, I'm having people." Um, give me their email address. And when the crop circle people um, advertise that they've taken photographs, they do overhead photographs of these things. And he said, then I will send them to you. And it's just, he's curious about it. He doesn't even know, you know, that much about it scientifically, but he's like, I'm going to share this with people. So a lot of people gave him their emails. And so it was months later that um, he sent an email And it happened to be the day after I had was working with this other friend and I was just kind of going, oh, yeah, I write poems and stuff. And so I sent, you know, like four different poems. I'm like, here's kind of what I do. And so I sent these poems to him. And then the next day I get Alex's crop circle report. And it happened to be the poem of... um, was it the ripening or maybe it was the, no, it was the, the rose that you spoke of. Okay. That's ripening. Yeah. Yeah, ripening. yeah. So I'm like, that's interesting. That crop circle looks like a rose that looks like the photograph of the rose that I wrote the poem about the rose. Huh? 
right? That's that's interesting. And then, so let me think here. It was the ripening oh, oh, right, that really oh, caught my yeah. eye. So, so that was the first one, though, was the rose. Okay. And then the ripening one. No, that, okay. I take it back. Yeah, that is, that is the one. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at some of them. They have, they have little tabs at the top of the crop circle connector. That's the organization that it's being sent from. And they have a website. And so up at the top, you click one of the tabs. And some of these people have written commentaries on the crop circles. They, they've they measured it. It's like, oh, this one is wheat and it's 12 inches tall or and it's yellow or you know, whatever. And it has all these specs like how, how wide and how long the crop circle is. There's just this, they're measuring them. And I mean, I'm not a scientist. I don't know that much about it other than I did wonder what they're made of. Like, and, and they, I guess, these different fields are all different kinds of crops. It doesn't matter. They're all different. Anyway, on one of the pages, it says a ripening. And it has a bold yellow highlighter three times. A ripening, a ripening, a ripening. And I'm like, that's weird. I wonder why they're doing that. And, you know, it had been a while since I had written my poem. And I'm like, wait a minute. I go back to my poem, and that's what I had titled my poem, A Ripening. I'm like, wait. <laughs> we used your title as a start. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so I thought that's that's a little more than a coincidence, right? That's That's kind of weird. And so then I started looking into the crop circles a little bit more. And then the, I noticed there were more crop circle and poetry connections. And by the time I got all my things together, I started making a presentation to share with my metaphysical group. And even then, while I'm putting together the presentation, I'm looking at the most recent crop circles or just looking through them to see that I, that I because I wanted to put the names, um, that's how they identify them, is the city where it happened and the date. And so if you, and they, some of them are named, if you look up the city and the date uh, and you Google it, the crop circle will come up. Hmm. So I put that at the end of my poems. So if somebody wanted to go back and look at the crop circle, they could. Okay. Yeah. So I'm doing that. And even as I'm doing that, two po- two crop circles came up that were matches for my poems. <laughs> it's like, what? So I'm like, okay, I'll add those to the batch. <laughs> and, and one of those was... Um, yeah, how I wrote the, the the one that became that got into voices. Actually, both of them. The other one about the spaceship. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm like that's that is the spaceship I saw. That's it. That round thing with the dots. And so, and I had um, already written the poem. <laughs> I'm like, okay, there's the illustration for the poem right there. Yeah. So, so are you starting to get a handle that you want to? write a uh, poetry book or you want to be a published author? Cause I mean, you already, you already put some, I mean, you already got some, your feet wet with the publishing and, and the anthologies and everything else. And now this, uh, like you said, you, you're actually building a collection up. So what was, yeah, I would, I would like to do that. I um, have noticed that other people are writing books 
of my poetry friends. I'm like, I could do that too. <laughs> but my work is very eclectic. So in order to gather enough together that makes sense to go together is a little rough for me. But I think I've got it figured out. I'm going to do one that is spiritual poems. And in that would be included the crop circle poems. And then I have another set that I'm working on that is memories from when I was young, living in my town here, and what it was like to, to live here, just to bring back memories for my classmates and my friends, uh, my family. Um, so to have that one. And then I have one started that, well, I did one when I went to the Crocker Art Museum and I took a class with Jeff Knorr. I ended up writing 32 poems that are all ekphrastic from those pieces of art. So I'm like, hey, that's a little booklet. Um, I've yet to put it together. So I've, yeah, I got lots of ideas. Okay. So, but you do have, you do have some uh, direction where you want to put, because you, like you said, you do have a good, a good amount of collection, but the ephrastic poems with even with, with the, um, what you did at the Crockers, what you also did with the, um, the, um, the, ah, the shape, the, sh- I forgot what they're called, but the shape sightings and stuff, you have a lot, you have a lot of stuff. And then you, know, you also have memories, but like you also have right there, you also have Fibonacci too. So you do have, you do actually have a collection or stuff to go through to browse to, to make an actual book or even something where they don't have to just be all just one, they, or it can be a theme and you have enough for doing a theme. So I, I, I applaud you for that. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to do that. I. I just need to put it all together and do it. So, so you lived, you've lived all in um, Pascal all your life, most of your, all your life. Yeah, since I was two. Okay, okay. Has has the, the time has it changed? So every 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 for as long as you've been here, has it, has it, has the change has been, has been gradual or has it been kind of sometimes a little too fast than what you thought it would? Because I mean, I I know Roseville the um, the gallery itself was. I don't think it came until what, like 2010 or so, or then come, it didn't come too early. It was like, yeah, we're, we've grown a lot. I know at one point when I worked for Rockland, um, I think Roseville, Rockland area was like sixth in the country for right. growth. <laughs> and when I, when I started working for Rockland, we had about 8,000 population. Uh-huh. And when I stopped, we had about 64,000 population. So, yeah, we acquired a lot of um, people, a lot from the Bay Area um, and the L.A. area, just moving up north. And our infrastructure and everything about our communities has changed and evolved uh, to accommodate all those people. So, yeah, saw big changes. <laughs> <laughs> but it has those changes because I'm me because I moved over to I moved into Nevada County where the changes are are not as gradual as they are in um, the whole Placid County. So it's starting to get it, but it's still holding. It's it's still trying to maintain what it already had and sold for so long. So a couple of things may come in, but it doesn't really go as far. Like a Costco, the closest Costco is in Roseville. There's no Costco in in Nevada County. From here to Truckee, there's no Costco. So I... Roosevelt's government was very progress planned. They planned for many years out in advance, which areas were going to be zoned certain things and what kinds of things they wanted in their community. And they're still growing and 
planning and um, I'm sure we're close to build out, but <laughs> essentially um, they, they did a lot of forecasting and making sure everything was set up for the plant growth. Okay. And they made it happen. Yeah. I, I do know about um, um, Placid County's on um, wine trails that they do a lot of the hiking trails a lot. Uh, it's very much Placid County has a, I mean, beyond what Sacramento has, Plaza County and beyond the Folsom and all that stuff that's on the other side, Plaza County does have its own little niche of we're still a hometown, but we're growing. It, it still has that that presence of that sense that it's, it's we're, we're not, you know, they're not Sacramento. We're next door. We are not Sacramento. We're Sacramento S because of next door. <laughs> <laughs> and I always laugh when I was like when I pass, like, yeah, they're they're not Sacramento and they're not trying to be, but somehow people like every time some people say, like, oh, I'm going to um I know when people say they're going to come uh Carmichael or even um or even Rancho Cordova or something, you still hear them say Sacramento. Whereas when you go to Rose, yeah. when you go to Roseville or Rockland and stuff, it's like that's not even Sacramento. That's way out there. Oh. <laughs> that's a different county. Like, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> it's yeah. not the same idea. But we're, we're very close, though. And, oh, yeah. and I think we do share some resources together. But yeah. Well, definitely. Uh, so, uh, so have you, so what we do is, because I basically, I really want to know about some of the, um, being the energy therapist and also being a light coach and stuff. You've mm-hmm. also, you, and since your involvement in poetry has got you this part of what is, is, have you met some of the poets here in, um, in um, Rockland, Roseville, um, or Lincoln area that is there? I, I know there's not a center here and there's not like a poetry center in Placer County or is no, there? That's why I go to Sacramento. Why is that? Or you don't I know. don't know. Just nobody has taken it on, I guess. Huh. Um, I know there was a series of years where they had a poetry contest once a year at the library, um, but they have discontinued that now. Huh. Um, so I don't know. Perhaps that's in their future. Huh. Okay. Because I know, because uh, me being here in um, Grass Valley, I found out from several networks and talking with people like Bill Gaynor and some other people that Nevada County had, has a, you know, poetry, had a poetry center once. And then they have Port Laureate, which Chris was, and a few other people were, uh, and, and Sacramento has theirs, but I, I was kind of interested if wrote, if, um, Placid County even had a Port Laureate or even, a, or even, or they just basically looked at Sacramento, like they got over Sacramento, just need to go there, go over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, what? <laughs> it, it took Roseville quite a while to get an art community mm. space, and they have Blue Line Gallery now, um, and they have a, a really strong artist community. Mm. Um, but it hasn't really been word oriented. It's it's been visual arts. Um, yeah. But I could see that as being something that could be um, you know could come from that. Mm. And of course, everything's been kind of shut down. Um, the last couple of years, but I'm sure they'll be, they'll be building back out again. Um, okay. Yeah. And we have quite a number of schools and uh, we've got Sarah college and William Jessup um, to do that older range of person. Yeah. So I, I could see there's an opportunity there. Uh-huh. Right. So hopefully, right. hopefully it, it flourishes. Um, so, mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to go into my little, so I have two, I always have two questions that I always ask all my poets and stuff. Uh, So my first question goes like, my first goes into this. So in the, in the poetry community, there are um, people who write books, who write in journals, who we, I call page poets or the, or the literacy poets. And then the ones that base that do, um, performances, CDs, and stuff. I call them stage poets or performance poets. I always, and for, for many of several decades and years, even though they should be cooperating, they never do, but they always had a riff because some people always have a, it's almost like this, it became a scaling thing of, I'm either going to be this side or I'm going to be this side. So I'm going to ask you, Cher, do you, are you more comfortable as, a stage poet, a page poet, or both? Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm more comfortable as a page poet mm-hmm. because that's, I can let my work speak for itself, but I know that it's better for me to be able to share that my works with other people through the spoken word. And some poems are so much um, the value of them is in the word, is in hearing it and experiencing it. So I do recognize the value in the the stage performers as well. So to me, that is my my growth that I embrace it. But uh, my comfort level is in the page. Mm, okay. Uh, my second question is. What are your top five poets that you enjoy to read all the time? Oh, wow. Well, see, like I said, I'm an eclectic poet, so I would never read somebody all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll pick and choose and move, yeah. you know, and do other things. But I think some of my main influences might be Emily Dickinson. And I like E.E. E. Cummings. Nice. I like the some poems that are poets that are free, right? So Emily wrote things that people of her time, like women of her time, didn't really do so much. And so she, and they're short and little snippets. And so I like that to get a point across in a short amount of words. E. Cummings, you know, he wrote lowercase. He wrote um, some visual on the page with how he wrote and that, lack of rules let me say that um he 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 kind of set his own boundaries so he knew what he was doing but according to people looking at them that are used to the formalists um i like that about him i also studied oh is it wallace stevenson okay no stevens stevens yes. it's been a long time since i <laughs> read these guys um, I like some of his stuff, um, Ogden Nash. I like a little bit of humor, a little bit of playing with words. Um, hmm. I like Maya Angelou. Okay. I like the force of her words. She throws it out there and she tells it how it is and um, the beauty of the language. Mary Oliver. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there are many poets poets that I still need to read. 
Even some of the ones that you have gotten books from, you, you say, because you did point out that you have uh, some uh, um, and now, um, anthologies that have people that you you love write, reading their books. So uh, any of those people in there that, you, that you're that uh, have caught your attention through the years or no? Oh, yes. There's so many Sacramento artists that are amazing. Okay. I, I loved going to class with Joyce Odom oh, nice. and Norma Kahoot. I mean, their poems were amazing. Joyce, I'm still floored by some of her poems. It's like, I got to take this one home and sit with it a while. <laughs> Has layers, right? Um, her poems are just beautiful. Um, Allegra, is it silver? Yeah. Yeah. Silver thing. Yes. Yeah. She just has some beautiful poems and, um, going to the Tuesday night poetry group with Danian. Oh yes. Um, His work is amazing. And, and, and it's fun to see him work too. Like people will bring their, their poems into him and they will walk out with a poem that maybe half as large, but twice as powerful. Oh, so, so you have been to the the Heart Senior Center um, workshop. I, I remember yes. I, I've done that several times. It's, I still love Daniel and how how they all get together. They, they tell you to bring fifteen pages of it, so everyone can take a look at it. Fifty copies, <laughs> exactly. and everyone take a look at it. Pass but, around, yes, yeah, pass them around, and then you just see all their minds read into it, or or they hear you say, and then they they just give that the the criticism. But the crit the it's not even really a criticism; it's more of a a critique of how they see where this is going and they and sometimes they get you in a direction that even you weren't you weren't suspecting which right. I, I still pretty much enjoy this day and Daniel, even Daniel's um material even though it may be sometimes it may be off center on some some points because he, he kind of he kind of almost like gives you the bone of the poem right and then you have to fill in the idea in your mind where he's going with that both the bones of the poem so yeah right and that's something i noticed that i'd like to do more of is leave more for the reader to finish that makes more sense Ah. but no so you said you have a poem you would like to read oh now i forget which one we were thinking (laughs) of we were going to look at the one with um the girl the The girl girl. okay okay let me Oh, it's right here. I have it open. (laughs) Okay. So this is a poem about um, relationships of people, right? So here is a girl that's the host of this poem. The one not invited to play. The one not invited to play summons a secret child to peel herself from the mirror and take tea, grasps the spoon between fingertips and shakes slowly the sugar from the silver, tips the cup to her lips, smiles, not at pleasantries, but looks to the sky, imagines finches on the rims of the cups, butterflies encircling prayer cloths, clunking bells tattling her name, jaguars rubbing against her knees before disappearing in a clearing behind the trees, drums beating from her heart, stirring a soulful, vengeful growling. Yay! 
<laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> Better invite that girl to your party. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, so what got you started with that poll? What, what was the inspiration for that one? I don't know. It was something about taking tea and um, <laughs> being a child. And it just kind of evolved. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I I love doing poems that have an emotional component to them, Um, like trying to understand our emotions and use them for healing. And um, so this one seems to be something that a child maybe, um, maybe how somebody acts now is because of something that happened during their childhood, right? Nobody ever invited them to stuff. Um, so they've got this growling in their stomach even now when they're around those friends again, right? It's like, oh yeah, they didn't invite me to something. They left me out. They made me feel bad. And so now they're still holding on to that emotion and living with that in their life. Hmm. It makes us not live our full lives. It does. Yeah. So part of, of writing the poems is to get get that stuff up and get it out and to be able to understand that we all have that stuff and it can be healed from us so that we can live more productively. I think that's a good way to set it off. (laughs) So (laughs) Sharon, where can they find you on social media? If anything? Well, um, I don't know. I have, I'm on Facebook. Okay. okay. <laughs> my you, name is Sharon Mahaney. Okay. If, if you want, if you want to put that out there, I'm, I'm not saying you have to, I mean, they can just put your name up and then next, you know, they pop for Sharon Mahaney poet. Next, you know, just have a circle of slew of stuff that you've written or been in. So that's oh, there I did. You go. I didn't know about that. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah I, I've got to finish my LinkedIn profile. I know that. <laughs> Yes, I did look at that. Uh, I think it was in, was the inside the truth or I insights think, to truth. Insights to truth. Yes, that's what I was mm-hmm. like. I, I was yeah. trying to. I was wondering if that that was the name of your of your. I like um, coaching company. business. Okay, so it is okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I was like, I don't know if that's a book or something or a company. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just making sure it's like I, I I think this is her. I know it's her, but I don't know what that is. So I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna let her explain that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not sure that that's quite the right name. That's why I, I haven't moved all the way forward. Um, but I haven't found anything better. Okay. Well, yeah. And, and, and it does work for me in in lots of ways. But I've heard from a couple people, potential clients, that um, interpreted it a different way. <laughs> like they thought I could tell their future, or oh. <laughs> I don't know. They they had a little. A little too much. <laughs> I, I always feel that those people just they just want a, a psychic on just just on the call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. It's but, like people, you know, fix me, heal my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like want, I've got some really good guidance for you, but you have to partake. You have to. You, got you to have to lead the way. Actually, <laughs> you yeah. got to participate in your own your own <laughs> circle <laughs> circle of life. <laughs> Yes, exactly. But no, but thank you, Sharon, for being on Iambic Poetry Podcast. I will put I'll put the links up, a couple of links on the poems that we that I spoke about on on the site and stuff. And but that'd be great. Oh, I did think of something else I should share. 
Can I share a couple things? Are we done? No, no, we're not done. Go ahead. Okay. One thing is I have a partner in a meetup. Okay. So, so if you go to meetup and then ours is called my empowered self, yeah. meetup, my empowered self. And then we run all kinds of classes, um, intuitive classes. I do human design, which is part of what I base my life coaching on, um, human design classes, dowsing, pendulum, metaphysical, um, being a good person. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe there's some poetry in there in the future too. Ooh, uh, I'm so anyway, that's yeah, that's a good place. And then the other thing is, I am involved in. I've mentioned my medical physical groups. This one coming up, it's the West Coast Dowsers Conference. So this is happening July 1st through 5th this summer in Santa Cruz. It's at the campus. You actually stay in the dorms if you choose to stay. Um, we have classes each day. It's amazing. It's life-changing. Really cool people go to this thing. It's been going on since the 1970s, I think. Anyway, highly recommended. Um, people can, you know, call me or contact me if they have questions. Uh, there is a website, www.dowserswestcoast.org. That's dowserswestcoast.org, cool. people. Go check it out and stuff. Are you going to go to the spot um, when you're in Santa Cruz? Oh, did I not say? I'm going to be one of the speakers, okay. and I'm probably going to talk about my crop circle poems. Yeah, it's going to be cool. The crop circles yeah. it is. <laughs> Keep the mystery yeah. spot intact. In <laughs> yeah, and I think there's another fellow who's being invited right now who knows more of the scientific Thing about the crop circles and he's going to be a speaker as well oh um, that would be cool because yeah. yeah, both hope you both can interconnect and have some have some parts you say and have some parts you say and give more people more of a connection to go oh, okay that's interesting <laughs> yep <laughs> that'd be cool just so much to learn right yes, about is. how our bodies work about the land and the energies on the land energy is everything so it's got a lot of stuff to learn about energy Mm, that's a lot of energy folks i want y'all to go check it out as much as possible go to dowserswestcoast.org that is dowserswestcoast.org and also meetup.com my empowered meetup uh self meetup check them all out and if you can if you want to go on the poetry side just put in sharing my link just put in sharing my haney's poet and all her stuff will come up on the paperwork and you'll go just go down the list and like, okay, the Dowser's um, page will come up where she, where she edited the voices will come up. I mean, it's, and if you, if, if you want to also check out, check out SPC uh, Sacramento Poetry Center, we do have the video of her presenting her poems that we did for social, for the socially distant verse. And she is on it and she has a feature and she has a feature on there too. So, I'd like to say thank you, Sharon, for coming on to Iambic Poetry Podcast. And to everyone else out there, we will see you at the next show. Take care.